G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Let's turn our attention to Christians and friendships. I wonder if there is a supernatural dimension to the way our friendships function. There might be a lot of dimensions to friendship, whether we're talking about those intimate friendships that happen within marriage or a romance to the best friends forever relationship we might have with the closest of friends. Some people, of course, are going to be just good mates and others just colleagues at work, but we want to get on with them. Well, Peter Sorkier is back with us again today, a former pastor, now a Christian therapeutic life coach who leads Peter Empowering You. She has a new coaching series called Why Friends. And so, Peter, a special welcome back to 2020. Thanks for having me again, Neil. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. Peter, I wonder whether we're pushing things too far by suggesting there might be a supernatural dimension to our friendships. How do you describe Mm. the way God interacts in the friendships that we create with one another? Mm. I think he thinks they're very important. When you think about Father God, Jesus' Son, Saviour and Holy Spirit, must be some incredible friendship there. I mean, they're one, they're three persons, but one. So there is an amazing, I guess, um, uh, pre something already set up that is about community and oneness. So I think friendship can come out of that in our intimate uh, friends, with our spouse, with our best friends, that we can be really there for each other in really positive and good ways. And I think there is a supernatural aspect to it as well. If we are attuned to our God and what he wants us to do on the earth, on this planet we call earth, in terms of being there for other people when they're in need, and who are they potentially going to be? They could be just acquaintances, but they could be our really good friends who are struggling. And you would think that you would feel that quite keenly if you are close with your friends and they are close friends. And so there is this thing that I call the God whisper when we might get this little little inkling in our spirit, let's say, about someone that we know, someone we care about. And I believe at such times it's really a good thing to act on that because maybe, just maybe, it's God saying this person really needs some encouragement right now. And whether they're your best friend or a good friend or an acquaintance, we can put put something into their lives that might make the difference for them that day. And so I'm, I'm suggesting to you, if you get that little God whisper, do act on it. Because if you don't, you might be sorry. A supernatural dimension to our friendships, as you say, a God whisper. And there would be undoubtedly uh, listeners to our conversation today who've had that sort of whisper and and they've picked up the phone or they've gone for a visit just at the right time when they were needed. And in some sense here, I imagine uh, this God whisper can happen that meets the needs of our friends 
uh, that couldn't be met by anyone else. Maybe it could have been a family member or it could have been someone, a work colleague at work, but it's that close friend uh, who can fill the void or meet that need in that moment. Mm. I remember that I was listening, watching actually a clip about Mandisa, the wonderful um, singer singing Christian music, and she has struggled with depression on and off in her life. And she fell into a very deep depression, and she's very open about this, for almost three years. I think it was due to a friend that actually died of cancer, and she believed that this friend was going to survive it. And she fell into a deep depression to the extent that she was at home watching movies and just vegging out, basically. Uh, And she did go to some movie because she was, I think she was singing a song. So she did venture out to this movie and her friends knew that she would be there. And they had been very concerned about her because she hadn't been answering their calls. And so they were there when she was watching the movie and all over her car, they put stickers on her car and they were giving her lovely messages and also trying to reconnect. As a result of that, she eventually got counselling and eventually got some help. But the other part of this story is that um, one of those friends during that time did get quite a loud God whisper, but didn't actually get to do anything about it due to busyness. And she regretted it. She regretted that she didn't make that move. So that's why I'm saying if you hear that God whisper, that little bell ringing in your heart about someone, do follow it up. Because as you say, Neil, it could be your words that make the difference. It could be you and what you have experienced in the past that can really help that friend. Sometimes these days we talk about being more distant because of social media. We're not visiting as often as we used to. We don't have those face-to-face contacts the way we used to. But uh, part of friendship is going to be those more intimate face-to-face engagement opportunities uh, where these sorts of things they just come to light and it's it's even therapeutic in itself just having that sort of friend, isn't it? Mm. Yes, actually this morning I had breakfast with a friend and we haven't been uh, face-to-face for many months. Last time we set it up, she got COVID, <laughs> so that didn't happen. Um, and we were actually discussing that very topic and that was how it felt different to be there together in the flesh as compared to on the phone or online. And we were both remarking how there was such a sense of camaraderie, uh, togetherness, physicality, um, empathy, because we could read each other's body language, we could lean in and, and be empathetic. And so there's just that something about, yeah, being there face to face. But hey, some of our friends aren't in the same location, we can't get together. And I don't want to negate those friendships that are very possible because of technology today. How wonderful. I'm in love with Zoom, I've got to tell you. It's my favourite thing because I can connect with my girlfriend who lives in England. I can connect with my son who lives in Malta and my daughter who lives in uh, Alice Springs. So we have what we have and we do what we can do, always remembering that friends are important and they are part of our circle, they are part of our social uh, well-being, our physical well-being, our mental well-being. So do take the time to chase your friends down a bit. They need it, you need it. Peter, let's come to some biblical foundation for good friendships and uh, there's a number of stories I know you've been 
looking into as you've been developing this series. Uh, One of those, King David and his friend Jonathan. What a beautiful illustration of friendship. Mm, Yes. And when you consider what Jonathan's father Saul was up to, you know, racing around the wilderness and trying to bring an end to David's life, but there was this bond between these two young men and they were there for each other. And I think that was a spiritual bond. It was something that God or someone that God placed there for David to encourage him, to uplift him, to strengthen him, to empower him and just to be um, that sounding board. And when you consider what David had to do in the wilderness, he had to keep running from Saul. He had to look after these band of merry men, I call them, because they were social misfits in in a way. Um, they were, yeah, so he's looking after these men and, and growing these men to be who they became later on as he became king. But he was working at that. He was working at not being um, toppled by Saul. But all the time he had this wonderful friendship with Jonathan. So this is a beautiful example, as you've said, for us to be there for our friends who really need that close connection. So there's those two. And then there's Daniel with his um, his friends, and they were called Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They're all renamed. And just think about how they supported one another as they were all Jewish men and uh, they all agreed not to eat the food that, um, that where they were in Babylon they were um, supposed to eat. But they were deciding, okay, we're going to just stick with the vegetables and keep ourselves nice and pure inside. And they were there in the fiery furnace together with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and they came out not even smelling the smoke. So when we're in the fire, who do we want with us? We want our friends. And interesting that if they had been separated, isolated and alone, whether they would have been able to come together with that same strength to be able to stand on a day when mm. they wouldn't bow down to the statue. And and then mm. uh, being, uh, technically what we're talking about here is being executed together, knowing that their faith mm. in God uh, was going to see them through. And, you know, whether they perished in the fire or whether they did not, uh, that wasn't going to alter how they stood. So standing mm. together gives you that sort of strength. If we're applying that mm. sort of thing to our own lives today, doing life better when we actually do that with friends. Any thoughts here, mm. Peter? Mm. Well, the church comes to mind because how wonderful it is to have friends from the body of Christ where you are planted that are on the same wavelength as you. How special is it have a fellow person who knows where you're coming from in terms of your faith? And so to have them close at hand in the body where you fellowship is so special. I've, I've got some amazing friends that I've made over the years from my local church that are still friends even though they've moved states and I've moved suburbs and we're in different churches, we're in different spaces now, but they were such solid friends in that same space, and we know each other, we know where we've come from. So I I think it's really important to seek out some friends in the corporate body of Christ so that you can have that support and give support and um, pray together. Whatever, when you're in trouble, pray together. When you're in need, pray together. But to be there to encourage one another. Have some time off as well together. Go and 
you know, go do a, you know, go out, have a coffee, whatever it is, um, that's going to be helpful for your friendship and for your well-being. Well, we'll continue to talk some more about friends over the weeks ahead. Our special guest is Peter Sorkia. Peter is a former pastor, now a therapeutic life coach, and she leads an organisation called Peter Empowering You. She has this new coaching series called Why Friends? And here's how you can connect with Peter. PeterEmpoweringYou.com And you might like to keep an eye out for Peter's books too, which you'll no doubt be able to find on the website, Unfrazzle and Redazzle, Finding Real Peace, God's Peace, Freedom and Beauty. And then Inquisitive, a reflective journal, Finding Meaning in the Middle of Your Mess. You can connect with Peter at PeterEmpoweringYou.com Peter, great catching up. We'll do this again sometime very soon. Thanks very much, Neil. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.